Now on Racing Pulse, RSN's racing editor, Matt Stewart. For people to have love and affection for racing ongoing, if they experience farms and sales and all that sort of stuff, it's, it's just much easier to get your head around why you love it instead of standing in a pub tap putting first fours on and things like that. For more news, opinion and selections, head to rsn.net.au. Uh, it is that time of the week, Matty Stewart's news. And uh, as you heard, Matty loves taking trifectas and first fours in that little news snippet. And you've had a fill-up in the past 24 hours, Matty. I see. I, people, a little bit of success. Different people interpret different things from the same conversation. And we were all having a bit of a chat to the Hef out the back yesterday. Carleen, who was great to see her in the studio yesterday. And... I asked her if she had a good thing at Sandown, and she gave that sort of look as if to say, look, I'm actually really confident today, but I, I don't want to moz myself. So she just we gave a broad answer. So I interpreted, these guys, these idiots I work with interpreted that she meant flash flood, but Matt Stewart sort of saw something different and found the Jackson Palo gear change straight to the front. Flying 25s basil. into 14s flying basil. Wow. And then something. I found a gear change on a Trinder runner first up at Lonnie in about the third race and may have had a bit of the multi there with the 50 to 1 winner. So well, if uh, Matt Stewart owes you money, uh, SMS us. Uh, so if young because... Ollie's listening, tonight, young man, we dine well. Well, Wherever we end up tonight, <laughs> we dine well. Uh, well, take um, all advantage that you can, Ollie, because it may not last long. Uh, speaking of getting paid, gee, this strappers <laughs> situation in New South Wales has ruffled a lot of feathers and a lot of influential racing people's feathers uh, after it was revealed that the billionaire, Jonathan Munns, who has a fair bit of clout and power, um, was able to rattle the cage of racing New South Wales and Peter Melandis and make them pay, whereas others are not so lucky. Yes, that was in relation to Giga Kick and the, the strapper's percentage that... Uh, racing New South Wales have a policy where they... God knows why they don't they don't pay strappers um, if the horse is trained outside of New South Wales and there's a two percent grab on the owners commission but that's for some mysterious strappers fund that no one can seem to get to the bottom of um, so Jonathan Munns after getting the largest whose horse won the largest percentage in the history of Australian racing probably hundred twenty two thousand um, jumped up and down and was and was told right from the top, okay, okay, here's your percentage. Um, others have made similar requests, but I, I've spoken to a number of trainers in the last 24 hours and they are still uh, banging on racing New South Wales' door saying, well, what about us? Where's our percentage? Having the rule is distasteful enough because it's uber parochialism, isn't it? It's just a... It's just a, a uh, to the detriment of those who need it most, whether they live on this side of the Murray or that side of the Murray or this side of Tweed Heads or the other in New South Wales or Queensland, uh, the, the this policy, you know, this ridiculous um, parochial policy disadvantages those who most need it, who may happen to drift into New South Wales and uh, and and be, and be fortunate enough to win some prize money. So, but it's, that's not the the main issue. The main issue. Is not that the the rule exists. It is that there seems to have been um, one rule for certain yes. people. Yeah, and a bit, a bit animal farm. Everyone was created equal. For except, others. Yeah, if exactly. You're, if you're big, rich, powerful, and may be able to cause some troubles, just be careful. I'm, I don't want to get a note. So, you might yeah. be able to get mm. the money that is owed to you. Well, well, that's the that's where it's at. There's a lot of people still jumping up and down, saying if it was good enough for person A, then what about us? And uh, there's one or two stables in particular who have been waiting for a while now, 
and haven't received any satisfaction. So, interesting situation. Well, tell you what else is interesting is talk about an inopportune time to get suspended for James McDonald yesterday, a midweek meeting, and it, it could cost him rides in four or five Group 1s on Golden Slipper Day. James Cummings, um, I spoke to him off air, said that they're making no decisions on possible replacements because uh, they want to wait and see if James McDonald can get some time shaved off his suspension. But if he can't, the rides for Animo, Cylinder, I think Lost and Running, uh, a few other horses will be up for grabs. Hugh Bowman will be waiting to jump on a plane and turn left, I would imagine. Well, Hugh Bowman's already coming on Slipper Day. He's riding Don Corleone in the Slipper for right. Team Snowden. So I would imagine he would be front and centre for Animo. Um, look, it's one of those things. Every now and then a, an opportunity... A one-off opportunity comes up on a on a star horse, and that's what's presented itself here, seemingly. So, so Jamie Carr's riding for Godolphin in the new market in secret, and she's been their go-to person in Victoria. I wonder, at this stage, Jamie Carr's down to ride on Thunderstruck in the All-Star Mile. Now, I spoke with Terry Henderson this morning. He said, look, we think that she's going to ride, but I'm not too sure whether it's 100% being locked in. So, And the Thunder has come were... off a okay run yeah. without shooting like the lights out. He's not running badly, but he's not the horse to beat in the All-Star Mile. So if you're Jamie Carr and Godolphin knocks on the on the door and says, hey, you can ride Animo, you can ride the favourite in the slipper, uh, you'll get other rides up there on slipper day, or you stay in Melbourne and ride on Thunderstruck, who's a good chance in the All-Star I think if you're, looking, you if you're weighing it up pound for pound, what's the best option? You're riding Sydney. Mm. That's just dead set. You're riding Would. the champion. You're riding the Golden Slipper favourite. Nothing, if, unless you're riding far lap with wings in Melbourne, there's no offer that's better than that. So. Or would you put a Sydney day-in, day-out regular jockey on your best horses in ah, Sydney? Doesn't matter. Jamie Carr rides left and right. It doesn't matter whether she's riding in Sydney or Melbourne. Um it, it doesn't matter in a way because there'll be an able replacement. It's not going to slow Animo down or anything like that. But I think for the sake of the for the, the headline and the story, um, Jamie Carr, Melbourne's best jockey, riding Sydney's champion in Sydney. You know, if I'm a, if I'm a reader or a listener, I'm automatically thinking, wow, that's, that's interesting. I'll see how she goes. But other we'll than see, that... We'll see what plays out. Um, we want to see the best jockeys riding, but if you... If you um, if you make a blue, that's the the risk you run. But it would be lovely to see Zach Purton, J-Mac, um, Hugh Bowman all going head-to-head in the biggest races. And um, from a parochial point of view, I'd still like to see Jamie Carr and the best jockeys riding down here in All-Star Mulder. Well, that's the era we're in where there's multiple attractions on multiple days. So this is a situation where it becomes a bit frustrating. So um, <laughs> it's funny how newspaper editors come up with some sometimes weird headlines so just before we get to that let's let's stay oh. on Jamie Carr because um, we want to hear about um, Ethan Brown and an update on Ethan Brown I think we've got a grab of, of Jamie Carr talking about Ethan yeah I've been really close with Celine throughout the last few days and it's been um, really tough on everyone involved but um, yesterday was a really good day um, he got woken up and um, said a few words and it's it's really really comforting now to you know to know that he's on the men's um, me and Ben might pop in after the races and go see him but just um, yeah it was very emotional few days but it's uh, on, on the rise now we were there on Saturday night when he went into surgery and um, he had his mum and, and Celine there for him but it was 
very emotional time and it sort of just reminds everyone of what can happen out there. Um, but, you know, we send him all, all our love and, yeah, like I said, I'm going to try and pop in after the races and um, see how he's doing because he's just, he's such a talented rider, but he's more importantly just one of the best people you ever meet. So, um, yeah, just really, really positive now that he's woken up and on the road to recovery. Gee, she's um, developing a good skill, isn't she? When uh, you know, when she's presented with an opportunity to, to say something, she says it really, really well. Jamie Carr, and that was she ticked every single box with a really good mate, Ethan Brown, and his parents live in Alice Springs, so it's very important mm. for Ethan Brown that he's Melbourne family in inverted commas, and they are Jamie Carr, Celine Dion, uh, Celine Dion, Celine, Dion, Celine Gorge. Well, a... maybe Celine Dion might come in and bell out a tune. So Melum Carr, Gaudry, and others fill that void, and, and Ethan's been... mum did come down, which was great. Yeah, and um, so they've been going in and seeing him every day. Ben Melum sent a nice uh, t- t- uh, photo that he tweeted yesterday. Um, and a thumbs up from Ethan Brown. That that weird headline was first photo of injured jockey Ethan Brown emerges. Just seems like a weird headline about a jockey uh, recovering from injury, and he's recovering really, really well. So um, it's good to see a smile on his face, wasn't it? Well, and I think it's so important. I'm I'm just love the fact that he's Melbourne family. Um, the other jockeys are, are are so aware of of the you know just what a terrible situation it is, and good on good on all of them for. Um, for doing what they're doing. We spoke about Tuvalu yesterday, Matt, and it seemed uh, it was going to be heading the direction that it has eventuated, that he's out of the all-star mile. This is what Lindsay Smith had to say to the Brecky boys this morning. Uh, yeah, he uh, had a bit of mucus when they scoped him at the races, so we uh, got him home. Uh, he had a couple of days in down our paddock there and brought him in and yeah, done some more blood tests and yeah, they uh, come up with the lung infet- infection. So uh, he'll have a bit of time to get treated here for a week and then um, I'll put him out in the paddock because he's really been in the stable for about 12 months Yep. Um, with another little blood issue we had. So, yeah, it's unfortunate, but um, uh, we move on. He's had a lot of issues over the 18 months, Tuvalu, and sometimes you just can't shake him. So you, you wonder whether... That'll always be a problem for him. Uh, I had a chat to Lindsay this morning as well, and the horse is going to spell mostly in Queensland uh, mm. to get a bit of sun on his back. Um, so hopefully he comes back, but he's just had a few things that yeah make it very difficult. Um, you remember the Birdsville Sharon Chapman story with the accidental photo of the, the, the jigger in the hand before the Birdsville Cup in August? The penalties were issued by Queensland stewards on Wednesday. Todd Austin, the former champion bush trainer, five years disqualification. And I think that's interesting in a way because here we have a situation where I spoke to Racing Victoria yesterday where Darren Weir, that investigation, Sean Kelly says it's closer to the end than the beginning, so that's still a bit of an open-ended comment. Darren Weir was given four years for possession and now the investigation has gone off on a different thread about use because of what was established in the court at Mm. Warrnambool. So, Todd Austin's got five years for obviously using a jigger. So, what's the penalty parameters now if they want to add something onto Darren Weir? I mean, here's one year more than than uh, Paul Prushka got one year uh, for use and possession. One year more than Darren Weir got for possession. Um, I had a bit of a chat to Darren at um, Dean Lester's funeral, and he's basically just in a holding pattern. Um, so it will be interesting to see if Racing Victoria decide, whack, here, cop this, but it's disproportionate to, say, 
Todd Austin, uh, this is the most recent example, five years. Jockey Rick McMahon, three and a half years. Uh, and Austin's wife, Tony, got 12 months for her role in it as well. So if there's any sort of parameter nationwide for Jigo use, then it'd be fascinating to see what extra penalty Darren Weir gets. And when you had a brief chat to Darren Weir, did he indicate that he is keen to return to training if allowed? Yeah, he's basically said, oh, whatever ambitions I've got are on hold. Um, yeah, well, I know he set up his farm up at Malden to accommodate a return. So... Um, yeah, I, I think there is some interest in the Birdsville thing because when the, the legals argue mm. their case for Darren Weir, well, Darren Weir's lawyer's no doubt going to say, well, hang on, can't go higher than this, surely. Look, this is the most recent example we've got. So we'll see. I wonder if they were waiting for the conclusion of this before they proceed with other things because it's hard to imagine why it's taking so long. I agree. I, I put that to Racing Victoria yesterday. I said there doesn't seem a lot to... To investigate now, we, your evidence landed in your lap at the Warrnambool Magistrates Court. I don't know what else you're looking for. So, because every time, every for every week that, that that is strung out, it's an extra week that Darren Weir can't train. So, I think um, he's entitled to get increasingly antsy about the timeline. Interesting article in the Herald Sun today. Rikira Mar Dave Eustace further expansion of their operation in New South Wales, which. We know that they've been doing for quite some time. They've bought um, uh, a big parcel of land up there for another training centre, which they are developing. But they've also been given an, an additional 30 boxes at Warwick Farm. So that means they'll have 80 boxes in New South Wales. And Kieran's going to seemingly be spending a lot more time up in Sydney with the development of that state's training properties. He, um, he's bought a unit in Cronulla or Maroubra. Um, Cronulla, I think. He has said he wants to spend a bit more time up there. They're building a farm in the southern, in the south of Sydney, in the in the Highlands area, which my understanding is they'll have 150 horses in work. There was a rumour going around that the big scone redevelopment will have a Mar Eustace element to it. I put that to Kieran at a recent OB that we had, and and he just sort of shrugged his shoulder and said, "Yeah, I've heard the same rumours," but he didn't knock it one way or the other. So. Where, where's the ceiling? Where's the ceiling on how big this, this thing can get? So, And then when they open up their stable in Newmarket, UK, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's, it makes sense to me. Uh, um, SMSs are coming through here. Uh, 100% Maddie and Blue Eyes are strappers when travelling interstate with the horses are spending significant time away from family and friends. Our horse won a benchmark. 100 at Randwick and ran second in a Group 3 last year. Also ran in other races, earning prize money in New South Wales. Where would the strappers' purse of prize money end up by the sounds of things from which you're all racing? We are missing out. Very frustrating. Very disappointed. Um, and Nick Williams has joined in the debate. Yeah, sorry. I was meant to read well. that out. Um, um, he's retweeted the Australian Financial Review article, which delves deep into this um, situation, saying this is obviously appalling. Furthermore, a simple check of the percentage of prize money paid to connections compared to Victoria shows it's not only interstate strappers missing out, all winning owners are substantially worse off as well. And I just want to recap a tweet I sent last night because it quotes off the Racing Australia website, and I think this is an angle that needs to be pursued heavily. Uh, what I said was, according to its website, Racing Australia's roles include administering the rules of racing and ensuring, in inverted commas, adherence to world's best practices of integrity. Um, and I said I look forward to Paul Erickson's committed probe into this matter because 
you know, he may well say, oh, I've got no chairman and, you know, we're just trying to get our act. Well, mate, you're the CEO of Racing Australia. Your job you is... You know the answer to that. Mate. No, well, got a challenge. Um, a Put few, the challenge out there. A few other SMSs here. Um, got to love Rear Window, the Australian Financial Review, having PVL in their sites. Well, that's the Financial Review that put this story up here. Um, where does the money actually go um, that is allocated from the owner's prize money if the strappers aren't receiving it? That's from Trent. Well, um, according to the AFR article, it says that um, in these instances, according to Racing New South Wales, the bonus is diverted to its stable hands fund, which provides emergency financial, uh, financial support to local industry workers on an ad hoc basis. There'll be a lot of money, 1.5% to 2% well, over two, since 2012 from Victorian, or not just Victorian, but all other state-based horses. Well, that would th- be millions of dollars. And I think we'd like to see some evidence of it functioning in that role. Have they, Give us some examples of um, strappers that have been assisted by that fund. Um, how does it work? How do the applications work? Where's the balance of the, of, of the fund and all that sort of stuff? So... Um, that's going to be really interesting. There's a few others here saying, I reckon Brenton Abdullah will ride um, Godolphin's horses. And another one here saying, hey, boys, you've forgotten about another very good local rider who rides for Godolphin in Sydney, Rachel King. Rachel King would have to be some sort of a chance, I'd say, to ride Animo. No doubt about it. Um, Big V today, we're going to have a chat to Troy Kilgower, who's taking... A third of the runners to the Hinamunji picnic meeting on Saturday. Now, so, I heard your interview with the um, Hinamunji board member, board member, who you thought was from South Africa. Um, only because he had a South African accent. He's actually Zimbabwean. <laughs> right. Um, he is. He's from Zimbabwe so originally. one thing which I, I... Did you not think he had a South African accent? I had some kind of accent, but yeah. um, how long... If you wanted to go from Melbourne to Hinamunji, how long does it take to get there? I'd put it in Google Maps, um, say Melbourne too, but I can't spell Hinamunji, so I reckon you're a four and a half hourman. Right. Okay. Oh, four, four. Because you said I don't want to discourage people. You, you're, you're going? No, I, I can't this year. We're off air at midday, so oh, it's yeah, away. We're too far away. All right. Unless I am ill on Saturday, you would be a mountain man. Uh, there's no doubt. Well, about we went that. to Swiss Creek last year, and it was gorgeous. So. Uh, Maddie, You're going to have to, you should get to more picnics, I reckon. We will, oh, very keen. They're the ones out of the city. Very keen to, we used to have the Love Bus, yeah. we'd go to Hillsville. Actually, I ran into Dave Purcell from Hillsville the other day, he said, what's going on with the Love Bus? So I think we've missed the bus this year with the Love Bus, but next year our commitment is we will be back bigger than ever with the Love Bus. Yep, uh, the Picnic Bus, otherwise known, uh, Matt calls anything where there's a chance for love. Um, uh, <laughs> the Love Bus. So uh, we will get that up and running. And don't forget to to all the listeners out there, um, each Friday tomorrow, um, Dino's Formula Bet, which we are still keeping it as Dino's Formula Bet on right. each and every Friday morning with a Rama Ruffy. Just go to rsn.net.au to register for that. Uh, Matty, look forward to the big V. Thank you, Michael.